Master Wayne, shall I prepare you something for supper this evening? Perhaps a nice piece of fish or game hen? I know a delightful recipe for a flavorful Burmese salad. Alfred, do you know what I think I'd really like? An Italian sub from that place near Gotham Central. And a pickle. Whatever flavor of spicy potato chip they have. And a root beer. Yes, very good, sir. Jardinera. I was choking on my water. Water. You love saying that now, <laughs> by the way. You water. love it. I say it when I serve tables. Water. When I serve tables, I'm like, sometimes I'll go up to customers and be like, would you like more water? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you say just real quick, what, how do you say it in uh, in Denver? Water. Water. Okay. Water. Gotcha. But I like saying water. Like water. Neil deGrasse Tyson water. and Cosmos. I think people in Alabama and Georgia say water. 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 Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Water trailer. Podcast. Or more with Two hours later, how do you say water? <laughs> I think it's more with a D. Water. 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 Water, water or water? Sounds like you're water. dying thirst. I need water. 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 Please, sir, do you have any water for me? Harry Potter really? and the Sorcerer's Stone. I wouldn't oh, piss on you if you was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome, Superhouse listeners. This is episode number 125 of the Superhouse podcast. As always, this is Stefan, and I'm joined by Andrew. What's up? And Joey. Hello. We're going to look at a couple trailers and comment on them. We're going to look at the, the new Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer that just dropped. The new take on Robin Hood that they just released uh, the trailer for starring Taron Egerton. Then after that, we're going to watch the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 that just dropped. The third trailer that just dropped. I'm very excited about that. Uh, after that, we're going to move on to our main segment, the top five movie villains of all time. Those will be our individual picks. Then we're going to round it out with the God of War review with Joey and Maddie. Uh, God of War, the reboot. Is it a reboot? It's like a sequel. No, Boot. It's, a no sequel. it's just a sequel. Okay. The new God of War exclusive PS4 sequel that just dropped. And that's going to be the show for tonight. Um, I'm still talking. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it away. <laughs> All right. Let's get into Ant Man and the Wasp. How about that, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm the judge at a fucking like, order in the court. Jesus. Judge at a dingbat contest. (laughs) (laughs) Dingbat convention. (laughs) Everybody got a man of the wasp here and lined up? Uh, Yeah, I'm getting it. (laughs) Getting it and getting it good. (laughs) All right, I think I'm ready. Here we go. And starting in three, two, one, start. So, how long have you been Ant-Man again? Yes, we have the kid. I like that he's big. Just sort of <laughs> Dude, I, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> a lot more big shit. Is that Walton Goggins, by the way? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, Walton yeah. Goggins. Hell yeah, boy, best mobile movie ever. Every time. Great bit of dialogue too with the girls. <laughs> I gotta tell you, am I a sucker? Like, I feel like every fucking Marvel movie that comes out, I'm like, ah, I love it. They're just good. Dude. Dude. And, oh my god, Evangeline <laughs> Lily. 
is the most. She looks great. Dude, dude, yeah, I got it. I gotta say, yes, um, yes. Yes, such an excellent pick. I'm glad they found a way to write Mario Pena back in. Yeah, right? yeah. Michael she Pena? Awesome. He's Michael cool. Pena. Yeah. She looks awesome. Yeah, I I don't know this character, but she's... The villain? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Ghost, huh? I mean, the thing is, I've seen this trailer before, and, like, the... It, it, just like the action is so fun, it just looks like yeah. the funnest yeah. movie coming out it's this what year. What we need after Infinity. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. Man, I like how this salt gag. That's so good. I, I, I want to see more and more of that. Like I know there, it's going to be played out eventually, but I, it hasn't been played out yet. So it's so yeah, drumming in. I don't understand the drumming in at all, but whatever. Yeah, he can control it. drum. Is that what it is? He's playing in a band, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm on top. Whatever, I'm, I'm fine. Whatever, it's cool. Drumming's it's all hard to find, dude. You ever try to start a band? <laughs> <laughs> I love the little Bill. Anthony. I love the miniatures. I think I missed that, actually, from the first time I saw it. This is great, man, I gotta say. Boom. I love that, too. That's fun. That's yeah. that's such so fun. I mean, the thing about I don't think this is ever going to get played out, because it's Ant-Man. This is his power. This is what... I, I know, right? Yeah, I... I the music like, is this too to make a project. If you I don't agree with whatsoever. Lawrence Fishburne just have, has to as, be in as Goliath. That's great. Oh, he okay. I don't know much about him. This is no amazing. No way. No way are they gonna give Paul Rudd a, a dick joke over motherfucking Morpheus. Come on. They just did it. No. He's agree. a kaiju whenever he's big like that. No way. Scott Lang is. A I'm in. Morpheus. Can't wait. Because I'm still crying tears after Infinity War, and I need to... Oh, it looks good. <laughs> it looks so I'm good. I'm still crying love... my tears. I, I always liked Evangeline Lilly, but I was not a huge fan of Lost. Oh, so I mean, I'm first glad two she's seasons in something good. I like. sucked. Yeah. I was up to the fourth season, and then I was yeah, like... Yeah, it still sucked. <laughs> I went to Japan after the second season, and then I came back. Everybody was like, "Just don't bother." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, I'm not." Like, yeah, score one. <laughs> Andrew, just go back to Japan. It's better there. <laughs> it's like you didn't miss anything. We won't they don't have lost here. there. Who the fuck <laughs> is Cat Williams? That was also me. All right. <laughs> um, and what the fuck is this book, The Secret? That was apparently popular while I was I gone. Know, what yeah. the I still don't know what it is. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast school. about shit I missed. Um, anyway. The Secret um, is the housewife's guide to fucking chaos magic. Dude, it's sort of like that, right? Like self empowerment is, yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, back to Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> so, Maddie, you already said your two cents. You got any more? Three cents, four cents, five? For Ant Man? Yeah. Oh, I think it looks great, man. I think uh, I, I like the first one a lot. I mean, I don't think it's a perfect film by any means, but, you know, I really enjoy it. I didn't think I'd like it because I was like, Edgar Wright's not involved. Fuck this movie. You know, because I was super stoked when he was involved. And then I saw it and I was like, man, this is fun. I like yeah. Paul Rudd being this character. It's a change of pace for like this Marvel universe, you know, mm -hmm. um, I thought it, it like, I like the family element, man. I thought that was cool. Um, and I feel like the family's only getting bigger. I'm glad they brought yeah. back a little cast of misfits who aren't really good at robbing things, yeah. but they work really well together and the humor's there. Um, I'm excited to see, uh, Larry Fishburne in it. And, you know, oh Larry, you know, the wasp, man, I think it's great. They did it for the sequel instead yes. of calling it Ant-Man two, Ant-Man and the wasp. Because, I mean, so I'm just kind of, I get kind of tired of just putting a two at the end of a movie. Yes. You know, it's like, I like a cool, like, that seems like I'm going to, like, go get a comic book at the store. To add yeah. to that, it's a first female character name in a Marvel title. 
Sweet. Oh, yeah. She deserves it. She's a yeah. fucking badass. Where's my Black Widow movie? movie? They're I working on it. I know. It's been too many years, though. I like I that like he's going to be... <laughs> I do like the Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath uh, being uh, Hank yeah, Pym's cool. friend. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he basically was like his sort of, you know, the uh, Ant-Man or Giant-Man comics or whatever. You know, he sort of became his, like, uh, partner and would also, you know, grow and height. And his name was Goliath. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I like how I like how much giant, uh, giant man we're we're getting to see. That's yeah. one of the main differences between this and the other one, right? Because I don't yeah, think he yeah. grew big at all on the. He was no, no, because really Civil War. Not till Civil War. Civil War yeah, was yeah, the yeah. moment where you're like, holy fuck! Uh, right, 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 holy right. They were saving that shit, man. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing at Marvel. <laughs> I've had I've had theories about how he's not in Infinity War, and since Ant Man's very comedic because it's Paul Rudd and everything, more yeah. like. Like, more comedic than the other ones, I feel like. And not to say the other ones aren't. They're very comedic. But Ant-Man's even more so, I think. And mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, he'll be, like, constantly getting calls from, like, Stark or somebody. He's like, I can't answer now. I can't answer now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want, like, throughout that the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah, going to be... He was on house arrest. In yeah. The, oh, right. Yeah, they say that they didn't. They signed the accord to, like... Um, to get out because of their families, him and Hawkeye. Oh, right. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They say that. So that's why he's not there. So does Ant-Man and the Wasp take place before Infinity War or yes. during? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, what the fuck? Is this movie going to end and then fucking Ant-Man disappears? Because I can't yeah. do that again. I can't. <laughs> I can't go through that. them too. <laughs> I was bummed not to see Hawkeye, but hey, it all worked out for the better. Dude, he's, be, they're, they're gonna have like a triumphant return yeah. in Avengers if it Four. Was, if it was a, a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie, I'd be down for that. That'd be sweet, man. Yeah. I mean, I think Black Widow deserves her own origin story at this right, point. Right, right. Yeah. No, don't call it like Black Widow Hawkeye, but he's definitely a great supporting for that. Oh yeah, her, dude. Her I, outing I, that would be tight. At no point do I think Hawkeye needs his own movie. Would I watch one? Yes. Marvel's got me. <laughs> but <laughs> written by Jeremy Renner, directed by Jeremy Renner, produced by Jeremy Renner. Seeing it. Yeah, he I is. He's great they though. Should, they, by should, they should do the if they do Hawkeye with uh, Black Widow. They should have him in like San Fran in his apartment. Uh, I forget the the comic book run, but the, the comic book run that's been going for the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that yeah. that would be great yeah, to like. You know, really that's sort of where he the family. Uh, well, yeah, I guess he does have a family, so never mind. Well, I mean, if they just did, I mean, I assume the Black Widow movie will be part prequel. To tell her okay. origin, oh, so sure. you could cast Hawkeye as just like where they first met or whatever. Yeah. They have history. Yeah. They have. Yeah. yeah. You could just do the whole thing that they did in Thor when Hawkeye's yeah, like gotcha. up in the tower, and you're like, "Holy shit, it's Hawkeye! Oh my god!" Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cool. That god. was like one of the earlier crossover moments. Wasn't that it? was like when seeing another character from from something else on screen. It was like, oh, whoa, oh so, yeah. Now we're so. You're like, oh my god, Avengers is coming. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> I just oh, watched a man. side note. Just watched Thor Ragnarok last uh, last night with the roommates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it makes Infinity War so much sadder. <laughs> like you're just watching it, and you're like, yeah. what happens? Especially the cut scene when Thanos' ship shows up, and you're like, wow, man, it's all downhill from here. It was a fun <laughs> yeah. movie, but it's not even worth it. Yeah. Can't even laugh at anything anymore because everyone's gone. Stefan, <laughs> what what were your thoughts uh, on um the, this trailer, Ant Man and Wasp? Ant Man and Wasp. 
Oh, uh, I just think it looks really great. I'm really excited for it again. <laughs> um, I just really, really like it. You know, it's pretty good. I like these kind of movies. And... Um, yeah, I'm just like great cast all around. That little dialogue bit with the girl and the, the images they're using to juxtapose what they're saying. The trailer is great, honestly. The trailer is really good. And I'm really excited to see the movie. Yeah. With this, I, I, I feel like this uh, I would really almost like rivals. Power, by the way. The, to shrink and grow big like that. Oh yeah. Oh really? You know we should I talk that about that someday. Like our most powers, powers that we want the most. Oh yeah. Yes. That's for for another day. But um. Yes. I think this one is like Winter Soldier in the sense that most improved over number one, over the first one. Okay. Yeah. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like not to say that they were bad. They were they were good. I really liked them. But you I'm hate saying everything. This this this. Maybe I'm being too optimistic about this, but the trailer's very good. It looks very Best fun. Best movie and of the year. Most improved, I gotta say, over the first one. <laughs> yeah, number one does. pick. <laughs> it looks hey, good. hell, it could be. Who knows? Okay. All right. All right. Starting the new Robin Hood trailer in three, two, one. Start. You're not curious. There's no the hood. We got some bullshit at the beginning here. Uh, super cool. <laughs> really cool shit. Trash. Ooh, shit. That, t- that was trash, that one part. Nottingham! Alright, so this is my second time watching this as well, and. Should I just say. I don't know. It looks fine. It looks fine. It's definitely heavy on the action. I dig sure. the retro. Or, I can't even. What, like the antiquated, futuristic kind of fashion sense they got going. Oh, yeah. That's interesting to me. A little bit. I think it's funky. The weapons too and stuff like that. The the bow action looks like it'll be the best in any movies ever. The bow stuff looks pretty good. Yeah. Jimmy Fox. That the the movie does near the end here, where he shoots one arrow before like while jumping and then before landing turns over and shoots another arrow. That is (laughs) really amazing. Yeah. You clatter him. He's a smashing. You know the outfits, kind of cool. You know I like the little jacket. It's subtle. But I don't know if the blue rags are about the rebellion, bloods and crypts. I feel like this is another side side tangent here, but I feel like yeah. the British really like this throwing Molotov cocktail <laughs> shit. <laughs> like I feel like they do that more than totally, Americans. Totally Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I like Taron Egerton. Also, it's pretty this cool. This is dope. How this is it. This is the that. move here. It's amazing. This is uh, credit Super. to that stunt man. That's amazing. Super cool. I. It looks. It looks pretty fun. It does look fun. It looks dumb. It definitely looks a little dumb, but fun. And I like it. I mean, it shows him giving, like, well, it should show, like, a, well, maybe not for a trailer, but he definitely is, like, getting money and giving it to the poor. I like and that little bit. When that's, that's, I think that's key. That's the heart of the film. If you want to have heart in this movie. It makes it fun as compared to Ridley Scott's version, you know, you guys are breaking Something up pretty bad. You, you want to jump into. You know? Oh, really? Uh, anybody else breaking up? Am I breaking up? Oh. No, I don't. Good now. Good here. Am I good? I, yeah, auto, you've been clear to me. First. That's just a defect of my voice. <laughs> That's a side it's effect, an baby. inner throat thing. Dang, you oh. should watch the Meg um, trailer. <laughs> the <laughs> Meg? <laughs> the Meg trailer. Let's get through this one real quick. Yeah. Joey, go ahead. I mean, I think it like... I, I like that they're bringing back the sort of uh, Rob from the Rich 
to give to the poor type of thing. Like, you know, he's, he's got the voice of the masses and not the royalty, but like, I don't know who, what, what character he play he's playing. Like he's part of the royalty. It seems like that's new, he, right? That's a yeah, new aspect of this it, thing. I mean, as far yeah. as I know, I've never read any of the actual. Oh, right. He's like taking from his own like, clan or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's what dumb, it seems like. Like I said. So, yeah, I'm so kind, of, <laughs> kind of wondering about that. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's heavy on the action. I agree with Steph. And it does look dumb, but it could be fun as well. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, was it like King Arthur that came out like a year or so ago? It's like maybe. Yes. Slightly better than that. I mean, this is what it's looking like to me. Yeah. What was it? Looks looks slightly better than King Arthur. Like uh, okay. Too. Yeah. 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 It's about this. Yeah. It's probably about the same. Slick action uh, in that same yeah. setting, basically. It's like right. I'm not really super impressed. What'd you think, Maddie? I, who was asking for a Robin Hood movie? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Like, there, 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 there it is. Right? There it is. I don't. I mean, I'm. I don't know, man. I just I'm kind of. Maybe the one guy, probably. I uh, I mean, I like the Robin story Hood. of Robin Hood. It's just like a friend of mine, she was like, well, do, do we really need another Robin Hood movie right it's now? It's like Dracula, right? It's like, how many of these, how many of these are we going to do? They just oh, gotta hold do up, boy. One. Don't not bring Dracula into this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Who are you? All right, I'm sorry. Who are you talking Dracula to? Please forgive me. I mean, it's like, I mean, it just doesn't look like, I mean, it looks fine. I mean, if it like looked really good, I'd be like, holy fuck, I do want a Robin Hood movie. But like when I watch that, I'm just like, eh, I don't really care about anything that's happening or the story or what's going on. You know, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, if we decide to see it as a podcast, I'll see the fucking movie. And maybe well, I'll well, let's see how the I mean, it's definitely what if, a rental for this guy. Yeah. Have to count. Yeah. Have the council vote. The, if the Superhouse Council, if it please the Superhouse Council, if it please you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not all too impressed either. The action looks great, but everything else just looks not so great to me either i mean i mean the, the only robin hood movie to me that sticks out in my head is the fucking a uh, disney one so and that oh, that had a lot of that had a lot of scenes in it where he's given money to poor kids and here's what this movie will probably film. play out like this it, he'll he'll like throw some money here and there to a poor kid and it'll be like a five second shot and that's it. It won't be like a central piece of the film, which, right. but in my in my opinion, should be that. Uh, it should be like the the poverty gap. It should make I don't know. Like talk about at least have a little bit of that in there, and right. but keep all the same action as well. I mean, it can be done. So, uh, Stefan, what do you think? Um, I think. I'm the one who wants a Robin Hood movie <laughs> right now. I want a cool Robin Hood movie. The Ridley Scott one was like tough to chew my way through, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah and this tough. one looks like fun, but it looks like totally brainless. And like what Andrew and Joey was saying, um, the action looks good. I like that. It seems like a lot of the action seems like a mix of stunt work and a little bit of CG compositing and stuff. It wasn't too much like, you know, like flashy zoom into the arrow kind of shit. It was all kind of looked like people put it together in a physical kind of way. A lot of it. Um, the cinematography looked pretty good for what it is. It seems to me like a Saturday afternoon kind of like watch. I would watch it um, then. Uh, probably not like release day, but yeah, it looks to me, it looks fun. Um, I would hope for a better Robin Hood, but this is what's going to happen. 
<laughs> this is that's what we true. got. That's yeah. True. So and I and honestly, in an experimental way, I really like the costuming. I like, and it's got Ben Mendelsohn. You know, it'll be cool to see what he he uh, brings to the table. He will but not I, be the problem with the movie for yeah. sure. No. But the costuming, I really like that they're doing this weird kind of like contemporary, this like modern. It's uh, funny you keep mentioning that because somebody said on Reddit or something where they looked at the poster and it's a close-up of the hood yeah. and it's a perfectly stitched hood and it's like yeah. ye old sewing machine was the, uh, <laughs> was the, was the comment. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, it's a, that was a, I think that's a big part of like the, you know, the, the vision of the whole thing. And I think that's cool. It reminds me of Titus. Did you guys ever see that Shakespeare movie Titus with Anthony Hopkins? I did, yeah. I did not it's see that. It's a fucking fever dream, like nut job acid trip of a movie. They mix oh, in man. elements of like stark minimalism with their art, uh, with their cinematography. And like the costume is like a little bit contemporary kind of world war two at t- times. And then ancient it's like all over the place. It's great. Um, so that I really dig. So visually, I'm I'm into it. I, I, you know, I could even watch it with the, the sound off and like some music playing. And, I, I feel like the, the what I would like to see more than this film is a Robin Hood movie that is insanely accurate historically. Mm-hmm. Like, even maybe even the action you suffers gotta play, a bit. You gotta have the legend though too, because then then you risk your movie being kind of boring first. Well, it could say. still be interesting. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's what Ridley Scott tried to do. Yeah, the Ridley Scott one. Yeah. Oh, was that what that was? Oh, I never He's saw a fucking that. Fucking joke. Just kidding. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like this <laughs> shit gets so flashy, it kind of loses yeah. something about the original. I don't know, man. I'm no fucking Robin Hood expert. Let's go to the next one. Sure <laughs> sure okay. Thing. Red sure Dead Redemption thing. Two. Here we go. Ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three, two, one, start. Let's start off with a little bit of black, so it's... Damn it. What's fucking up? What's going on? I don't know. Just won't fucking... Just play it. I don't care. Play it on your phone. It's going now. Just fucking go. All right. Rockstar Games presents... I actually have not seen this yet. Enjoy. <laughs> 1899, turn of the century. God, I need, I need a ninja version of this. I swear. This kills me. I, I, I think my biggest thing with Rockstar is, is like, make something fucking different. Jesus Christ, man. My best friend. It's a Western, Maddie. You should be in love with this. It'll be yeah, but I, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like every time Rockstar comes out, it's like Grand Theft Auto. Stars in the sky. No new, no new content. Nothing. I don't know. They introduce in-game uh, transactions, and that, that's why they are not releasing new game Grand Theft Autos and shit. I mean, I don't even want a new Grand Theft Auto, but remember when they made like weird games like Bully and Manhunt and yeah, shit yeah. like that? They'll bring that shit back, I'm sure. No, they there's, won't. They're just there was catching a, on this shit forever. There was a recent article about how they're moving oh, forward no after Red Dead. But really? It's, it's worth it because of, you know, it's it's a second helping of Red Dead on the next system. I mean, it does have an audience, so it should be a second one. It's I mean, going to be juicy as fuck. It'll be a nice... Nice... You will die. These graphics do look fucking ridiculous, though. She's hot. I don't know who she is. <laughs> this is the main character from the first one, I guess. They're brothers? Um, I can remember there being a brother. John Marston. No, they were all gang. John Marston. Together. And John Marston is confirmed yeah. for this. There he is. Young, little young Johnny Baby Marston. 
Red Dead Redemption. Bill, two. the main character you play in this one is the very first guy you go to face in the beginning of the the Red Dead Redemption. Okay, all right. And somehow I thought I thought this was coming out in 2019, but I guess it it's October. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we both said. Nice. nice. Uh, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, Stefan, go ahead since I think you're the biggest Western fan here. Um, I think that seems Red like Dead anyway. Two looks amazing. The first Red Dead, I never played Red Dead Revolver, but Red Dead Redemption, the first one was like one of the most epic gaming experiences of my life, and it was right <laughs> around the time. It was a few years into me starting to smoke weed, so I was like, <laughs> when it came out. But it was just like you were there. I had some. You were like in the fucking old west, as close as I'll ever probably get to experiencing the old west. And I'm I love third person open world games. I could take as many carbon copies as you got to throw at me. Um, so it's right up my alley, you know. And and with the added like you know, it's like it's not just using the same engine from the last game or anything like there. Or maybe they are building upon it. But you know, all the different features and stuff that it's gonna have, and like the the ways that the game will pull you in to like the immersion of the game one thing the original there was all these like crazy scripted moments you would end up walking upon and mm-hmm. like really creepy like old west shit like people there was one time you i was like on a mountain um i think i've said this on the podcast on a mountain walking around on the back of a horse and then uh, up ahead you hear some woman screaming and then you hear some guy arguing with her and then you hear a gunshot see the woman fall and then as i get closer he's like what have i done oh no and then shoots himself <laughs> it's just like fuck i was just rounding a tree you know what i mean and so <laughs> i'm i'm very excited to immerse myself in this world again i don't give a fuck what the story is i don't give a fuck how it plays out i just want to be there and ride baby <laughs> uh Cue the bon jovi music Joey, you look like the Marlboro Man. You know. <laughs> I think you should go next. <laughs> I'm into it, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been waiting for this game, and there have been some delays, and I'm all for it. I'm like, I got other games to play, but I want this one to be good when it comes out. Um, you know, I, I want to get back to the to the old west again. <laughs> um, you know, enjoy those stories. Uh, I played, I played the first one a, a couple of years after it came out. Um, because I really, I, I think it just, by the time I'd got like a PlayStation three, um, I, I just wasn't into it. I don't know. I don't know the reason why, but like it was years later when I got it. Um, but I enjoyed it. It, it. Everybody talked it up. Um, and I'm definitely down. There's some co-op apparently that you can do. So you can play with your buddies. Um, so I'm definitely down to do that. And I think the graphics look amazing. Um, can't wait to try it out. Cool, Maddie. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I think the graphics look good. I just I get super overwhelmed with open world games now. It just seems like there's so much, and then like I get stuck on side missions, and then I'm just like, "Fuck, man!" Like I just don't want to be playing game for months. <laughs> like, okay, so I I recently, you know, beat far cry five and like in god of war and there's still like some side mission stuff and here's how i'm, I'm with like side missions god like damn it if there's if there's story-based side missions and stuff like i'll do those like those are cool if it's like hey man go get five bunnies and bring them back to me so i can give bunnies. you this it's like no i'm not doing that yeah I hate that shit. I'm, I'm not doing that type of shit or like hey you know run your horse you know, you got to beat five minutes to run on your horse. Do these or like a Batman Arkham, like collect the fucking Riddler trophies. Fuck yeah. you! I don't give a fuck about that. 
Which has like, sucked. Like, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a little bit of story behind those. Like, they give you little bits, and that's kind of cool, interesting about those. But, like, yeah, I was the same way. I was like, really? 250, dude? Really? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, I, I'll do all the story stuff and have a good time with this game, but I'm not going overboard. Right. I know. I that's what I try lost. to That's what I try to do, too. And then I end up like, Steph, and I get lost. And then I'm like, God damn it. I don't. I want to do this. I want to do this. Well, I remember when we got it because we both had a we right. Stephanie and I shared a PS3 in Chicago, what, baby? and we got <laughs> it. And Stephen would come in and he was watching me play, and he's like, "Man, how do you have so much fucking money?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just keep doing bounties, and that's all I fucking did." <laughs> yeah, I, I would that. just go like I would just like come back, and I'm like, "I don't really know what's going on yeah. this story." And then one like, thing. Plus, I was also really stoned because, like Stefan said, that's when oh, we started. We I was also a part of that because on our coffee table, it would just be out. So you'd like <laughs> come in for a hard day at work and you'd be like, cool, I'm going to get stoned. I'm going to play some Red Dead. And then I'd get stoned and be like, I am just going to get these bounties because these guys are bad, man. I got to go get them. So <laughs> I go get them. And then I was like, Stefan's like, how do you have that cool ass suit? And I was like, I don't know. I just got all this money. <laughs> like, find all these outfits and then i'm I trying like, to find my soul in the old that. west and maddie's just making money hand over fist dude that's I'm i like, probably what i do in the old west if i could survive <laughs> just go on bounties kill motherfuckers dress all fancy i like i yeah, like i mean i like sorry go ahead I, oh no no i mean i'll probably get it because i mean i'm a sucker like stefan will like start talking about it, like, but no you can do this and this and this i'm like oh that sounds pretty cool okay i'll get it i want to be able to pack my own pipe Triangle, triangle, triangle. triangle. <laughs> it's not tight enough. I can never smoke the damn pipe. Also, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> in the last game too, I remember being really hung up on the horseshoes game while stoned. Yeah, it was really yeah. hard to do, and I was like, "God damn it, I can get this. This video like game playing, won't beat me." I like playing five finger fillet. Oh yeah, sure was. It's great. I can't wait for Red Dead. Oh, one thing I liked about the original, which I, I'm excited to see, is there was all these moral dilemmas you're, you're approached with. Like, like you could come up on people would try and rob you, acting like they're getting their broke down or something, or you can save people from getting robbed. And um, the, there was, like, the police were, like, a real force in this one. You know, it wasn't like Grand Theft Auto where you could outrun them after a while or something. Like, in this one, they were pretty, like, they'll get you, you know. Or you gotta you gotta pay your bounty. It was like hard to get away from him. It was really cool, um, but there was a lot of nuance to the Red Dead games, which I'm hoping they maintain for the this one. I could give a fuck about online multiplayer, any of that shit. Hardly could give a fuck about the story. I just want to be in the world and experience what they got to show me. The bow and arrow and shit, being on kayaks and stuff. It's like action figures. It's action figures. <laughs> I never played the first one, and you motherfucker. I, yeah, I don't know this. I mean, I don't. Nothing, I don't have much bad to say about it. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't like what? strike me as like. Andrew, what's the last <laughs> like open world game you've played? I don't like them that much. With his like, little ding dong. That, exactly. That's why Andrew's not gonna get mm-hmm. it. That's that's basically it. Like even like I'm playing, well, I'm playing like a Rising Zero Dawn right now, and anytime oh, okay. I have to like talk to somebody, and there's like I, I like. I feel like I don't like any story in any game other than like That's Last cool. of Us and Uncharted. Like other, like I love watching the cutscenes in those games. I'm just maybe it's just because I'm getting older or something. But like, even yeah, like Horizon Zero Dawn's done pretty well. But even then, it's like 
anytime I have to like walk to go talk to this guy, it, it's just like, oh god, fucking let me let's just get over it. I'm and you so want fucking a realistic boring. Robin Hood movie? You, you clearly, yeah, yeah. you know what we Jesus, need. Boom, there it is. We need a fucking Robin Hood game. Yeah, dude, I'd that shit. Fuck, that'd be tight. I like the I like the woman led world of. Horizon Zero Dawn a Make lot. Robin Hood yeah. a chick. I'm down. Let's. One do thing it. in Horizon Zero Dawn that does bug me about when you have to go talk to people, it's like you talk to somebody and then there's like five other options of what they can expand yeah. upon. Yeah. And then when that's done, there's four more other options that pop up. I'm like, yeah. dude, I want to hear all about this, but can talk, you stop talking? Talking <laughs> about open open world games too. They honestly, I don't feel like there's been that many that were, they created a world that I liked all that much. Like. I love going around Gotham in the Arkham series. I fucking love it because I love <laughs> Batman and Gotham. Yeah. But I don't give a fuck about being a gangster in Miami or whatever the fuck. So Grand Theft, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto was out. I don't give a fuck about ancient Italy. So Assassin's Creed is out. You know, I, it's like, and I really am not a big Western cowboy guy. So that was an open world, though. Oh, right. Yeah, so kind of. Eh, sort of. It's more Uncharted-ish. Yeah, Which you're right, game? You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. you're right. The latest, yeah. the reboot or whatever. But it's just, it's just like, like I keep saying, if they made one yeah. ancient Japan, sure, I'd more than likely be, be down. Like I do want to get. I haven't played it yet, so I can't say much. But the Yakuza games, yeah, I could pro, I could probably get into those. I think it's just like they haven't made the setting that I, I mean, like yet. Yeah, Shenmue is good for that reason. Shenmue felt like my first trip to Japan. That was in Hong Kong, though. Shenmue, the first one? The first one was in Hong Kong. No, it first, fucking wasn't. It was in Japan. First was, in Japan. was it really? Remember because you could Hong go Kong buy the Sega Saturn and you go get the balls at the convenience store and fight in the parking lot and you had to get the forklift job. I just remember because Shenmue was a Chinese name and I remember... It's the name of the girl. Right, but I, it does take place in Japan, the first one. Does it? Yeah, the first one does. Yeah, the second one does. so long. someone got schooled. That's well, right. That's right, baby. I know I more play, about Japan I actually than had you. that. I had that a little bit, but I didn't play it all that much either. <laughs> it's because you're a Japanese kid, and like this, like kung fu master comes in and kills your dad, and then sets you on a journey. All right, everybody. Now for our main segment, it's the top five movie villains of all time, brought to you by Superhouse. And in this segment. We're going to be going all around where one person says a number five and the other person says a number five and so on. And then after that, we all go through our number four and that's how it's going to go. So starting off, let's go with Maddie for the number five pick. All right. Um, my number five pick is Baron Zemo played by Daniel Brühl from Captain America Civil War. Nice. nice. So I was super excited for this movie and I was like, who's And they're like, oh, Zemo's going to be the villain. I was like, sweet. I don't know much about him, but I know he wears a costume. And in this movie, he didn't. But any villain that can pit Captain America and Tony Stark against one another is a great fucking villain. He basically tore the Avengers up. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> yes, You're great. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's my pick. I also thought he was portrayed really well. Uh, I also like villains that have a reasoning for being a villain or like something that has turned them into to make them want to do this certain thing. Right. Um, and I was also just blown away that he had no superpower he was just a smart guy you know and he knew how to play people's emotions and i think that's a great way to make a fucking comic book movie man like yeah. i don't need every villain in a comic book movie to be super powerful oh, yeah know? so 
Uh, that's my number five pick. Stefan? My number five pick is going to be Queen Bavmorda from Willow. Wow. All nice. right. Um, I wanted to really think about what, who, like, who are my favorite villains and stuff. And I just remember, I love Willow, and I just remember Queen Bavmorda just being this relentless, like, you know, when she turns everybody into pigs and stuff, she was just very, like, maniacal, and she loved the torture of her subjects and stuff like that. And so Queen Bavmorda, she kicked ass. All right, so uh, my number five pick is Jason Voorhees, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, because I mean, it, I I I I'm not like I'm not like Maddie where horror is my favorite genre of all time, but I do really love the Jason movies, and I think I've seen all of them. And even though some of them are definitely pretty terrible movies, it's always a fun time watching a Jason flick, and. It's a simple concept. It's, you know, it's a guy in a hockey mask with a fucking machete. But that's kind of all you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's a fun time. And, you know, slashers aren't really meant to be scary. They're meant to be fun for the most part. And I, I really appreciate that. And uh, and so, yeah, that's my number five. And, Joey, do you have a number five? I do. I'm going to say Tong Po, if I'm saying that name correctly, from Kickboxer. Yeah, Kickboxer. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So good. That's Hell a good yeah. one. That's a great oh. one, Joey. I he deep cuts. Yeah. He's he <laughs> there's really not he doesn't have much of a story at all, if if any. But he's <laughs> just this like just this badass dude who's like kicking, you know super intimidating. Um kicking walls and like, you know, it's not hurting him and he's got that long ponytail that whips around. Um there's no he doesn't fuck around, dude. He's like he's a fucking killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's why I love those yeah. like, you know, back in those like Van Damme, Seagal, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger action movies, love man. Just those yes. fucking like I don't need a backstory on my villain, man. He's just be a cold blooded killer. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, why? I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, going into the number four picks. Uh take it away, Maddie. All right, my number four pick is Amy Dunn, played by Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl. Oh, um, shit. Because uh, I like the book more than I like the movie, but since there's a movie, I can choose her. She's maniacal. She's fucking crazy. Uh, she makes people believe that Ben Affleck's character has killed her. And he is uh, like, right. it's just, that whole journey throughout that movie is crazy what she does to get away from him. To try, It's it's insane. It's like if that wasn't a comic book movie or any other thriller, like you'd be like, who the fuck is this villain? They're great. But she's yeah. one of my favorite villains. Just how, how far she will go to manipulate people, even a community around her. It was like, uh-huh. it's insane, dude. Like, I don't know how many of you've seen that movie, but she is a I've true villain, it. dude. I, I was blown away when I finished the book. And then I was like, there's, they won't show half the stuff in the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, David Fincher's directing this. They will show everything. <laughs> so it's just like it's an insane ride for book. Um, the movie's all right, but I, I really liked her character. And I think I think Rosemary Pike played her really fucking well. And, man, yeah, she's – I would not – God, that journey <laughs> scares me. Scares me. All right. And then, uh, Stefan? I'm going to say my – my number four pick is going to be Clarence J. Bodiger from RoboCop. Nice. And kind of hey. also as well as every villain cast in that movie. They're the sleaziest bunch of no-gooders <laughs> you could possibly ever have all in a movie um, led by Clarence Bodiger. 
that beginning when they when they blow off uh, Alex Murphy's limbs or blow them to pieces and stuff like that i saw that at a very young age and it had a significant <laughs> impact on me and so i have hated clarence bodiger for my entire life <laughs> every time i watch robocop i'm fucking right there with him dead or alive you're coming with me mother and it's <laughs> oh, gets him slices his throat at the end anyway clarence bodiger number four Boo. Nice. All right, so my number four pick is the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Oh, shit. Uh, I saw that movie in the theater when I was way too young. Uh, I was probably six or something. And the scene in particular that I think really stuck with me, there's so many of them, but uh, whenever she's drinking out of the milk carton or whatever, and he like like impales her through the mouth or whatever, that scene will stick with me forever. And the the villain, you know, he's not like fully fleshed out. He's just a killer robot. But I think it was just, he was so intense. And it yeah. was the, the action directing. I mean, Cameron is just so good at action directing and pacing among everything else. Uh, and you've never seen anything like that before. Exactly. And then like it, all the like effects hold up even to this day. And... Uh, Again, like what Joey said, like you don't need a whole lot of backstory sometimes. Sometimes you just need a cold-blooded killer, and that's enough, you know. And I think definitely with with the T-1000, it, it, that's that's what it was for me. So, uh, Joey, you got a number four? I, I'm kind of going to go with Steph and with sort of a, a, a group in, in this one. Um, the villains in Tombstone. Yeah. You, oh, got, uh, nice. you, got, you got Curly Bill, Powers oh, Booth. God. You got Johnny so, Ringo, yeah. Michael Behan. Yeah, and you got uh, Stephen Lang as Ike Clanton. I think I like yeah. Ike more than any of them just because him and like just how like pompous and arrogant he is. He gets in everybody's faces and he just gets beat down every single time. <laughs> He's just a drunken buffoon. Uh, you know, Johnny Ringo's always kind of cool, but gets outclassed by uh, Doc Holliday, Val mm. Kilmer's character. Yeah. Um, and they're just, yeah, they're just a crazy little ragtag group of assholes but like they're fun characters too you know I, I i like those guys nice so uh maddie number three my number three is gregory anton played by charles boyer from the film gaslight which is like from 1944 Whoa. it's where the term gaslighting came from but it wow. was a play first but this guy's maniacal is basically trying to com- com- make this woman seem like she's going mad through the entire yes. Movies, so he can search for these jewels. He actually kills her aunt, but she doesn't know that. And then he follows her to Italy when she goes to like be like, "Oh, I need to like get away." My aunt just died. He finds her, Mary, like you know, like gets in good with her, marries her, and then takes her back and makes her think she's going crazy. And then there's a maid that also kind of helps him a little bit, but it's like he is Dude, fucking the worst. Like it's hard to watch that movie <laughs> because you're. You're like that. No, just believe her. She's not going crazy. And then like people come into the scene, and you're like, well, I guess it makes sense. She is. She does look a little crazy. And you're like, no, she's not. She's making total sense. Oh my god. <laughs> um, great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Uh, the 1944 one is the only one I've seen. They've done several remakes and plays of it, but great. Uh, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. <laughs> I have to see that. I've never seen that nice. movie. Yeah, that yeah, one sounds Nowadays, all you got to do is lock the password on your phone from your girlfriend. <laughs> Driver bonkers. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, gee whiz. Gee willikers. All right, <laughs> Stefan, number three pick. My number three pick is going to be Joker from the Dark Knight. Right? I mean, the Dark Knight, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Ledger's turn is the Joker. And I was like, I was like, you know, there's so many. Think about these lists. There's so many great villains throughout so many movies that I in cult films, you know, that are more personal to me. Um, where you know I like may have liked some of those villains more than any of the bigger, you know, huge villains like the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. But I, I had to go with my gut because I'm just like every time I was trying to talk my way out of him being at least number three, I kept thinking of all the the crazy shit he was able to get away with and the anarchist mentality that pushed him forward you know the force of nature aspect of his villainy you know and it, almost to the point where his insanity was you know he, he nothing was personal it was just that's just how he that's just how he thinks it's just what he the way he moves and what he does and so i was like i thought at least he had to be pretty high on the list for this one surprised i'm the first one to mention it probably probably probably, probably not the last though i'm guessing um that's my pick for number three Indeed. All right. So um, my number three pick is Lord Matsudaira Naritsuku from 13 Assassins. Nice. I was thinking of him. And that dude is a fucking man. I will back this up with a quote from Sir Roger Ebert. And it is 13 Assassins has what many action pictures need a villain who transcends evil and ascends to a realm of barbaric madness. Against this creature and his private army, a band of samurai is mustered to end his terror. Their heroism against impossible odds is a last hurrah for the samurai code. The film is set in 1844, toward the end of the medieval Edo period, when true samurai warriors were growing rare. But yeah, like that ascendant to the realm of barbaric madness. Ah, that's perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> that is why he is my pick. I mean, I, when I saw that movie, it was after uh, another film that's on the list. Uh, I don't want to spoil that just yet. And I was like, that's the best villain since that guy. So yeah, uh, it, he's, he's great. Fucking great. So uh, Joey, number three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, I don't know his name in the film, but it's the film The Hitcher. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rucker Hauer is oh, the villain. Yeah. This kid can't get a fucking break from this guy, man. <laughs> yeah. this, guy, <laughs> this guy is on him, like flies on shit, dude. This, yeah, like the things he does to this kid, man, for like it, no reason almost, it seems. And he just can't, he's always one step ahead of this kid. Uh, it's he's great. Rucker Howard is a great villain, great villain from the eighties. Like, you know, he's yeah. he's a force to be reckoned with. Nice. I haven't seen that either. All right. It's a good one, man. It's a good. <laughs> it's like, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Going into number two, Maddie. Uh, number two, I have David, played by Michael Fassbender from Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Oh, wow. shit. Um, I, I mean, he created the Xenomorph, dude. Um, and either if you liked it or hate it, I think his character arc is great, and he's devious as fuck. Mm-hmm. And just when you're like, oh, because he's kind of likable, you know? And then he just does shit. You're like, well, I mean, he's a robot. He doesn't know any better, but he knows. <laughs> he fucking knows what he's doing. <laughs> And what he did to Elizabeth Shaw was just fucked up. I love the mad scientist angle and Alien Covenant. Like, I don't think Prometheus and Alien Covenant are those that great of films, but mm-hmm. at 
the core of it, they have a really cool villain that they just need to yeah. exploit more. And I feel like maybe, hopefully there's a, I would love to see this trilogy finished because I think he's such an interesting character. And I think you got to kind of, as much as I don't want to say, cut the alien out of it at this point, you just do it. Cause there's wow. a really cool story with David there. And I think once like at the end of alien covenant, when he, you know, uh, when he puts those embryos in there and you see him walking away, it's just like, God damn, I want to see what he does next. Like I need to know how villainous this guy can get. Like what's his next plan. And though, cause I always go back and watch Prometheus, even though I don't like it. I think it's a dumb movie that a lot of people make dumb mistakes. And I was always questioning like, why do I go back and watch this movie? It's because of David. Wow. But his, his journey through both those films makes it worth that. Those, both of them. To me, anyway. I mean, I don't know how anyone else feels, but I think he's a great villain, and he made the fucking Xenomorph. Dude, come yeah. on. That's sick. Fair come enough. on. Fair enough. All right. Take it cool. if you want. We just won't be friends. <laughs> I think Maddie's ready to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> like, you're able to let go of certain things for the greater good. It's fucking, it's pretty, yeah. that was pretty profound what you just said about David there after we visit those films. Yeah, I definitely pay attention to him because I feel like he's like kind of a throwaway because you're like, oh, yeah. we know he's going to be evil because like Ash was evil in the first one. And that's like, but it's like there's more to him. He's way more intelligent than Ash ever was at any point in Alien, yeah. you know, or any of the other ones. Like he's, right. I mean, for for the for it to come out that he basically created the Xenomorph is like, oh, my God, dude, like when I first saw it, I was like, ah, what over the was... whole universe. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, basically, because they're always around all the time. There's a there's four movies where one woman is fighting them consistently because yeah. of one android. It's like what the <laughs> fuck? That's insane, dude. All right. Anyway, I'm done. It's I'm done. High can... sci-fi when you get down to the <laughs> yeah. There's something like I wish I I don't know. I wish like Ridley Scott or like whoever helped him develop these movies could have just like gotten to the meat of the story, man, and just been like I don't. I don't care about the people when I go watch these movies half the time, but I care yeah. about David. I want to know what happens to him. Well, I'd be sad if he dies. No, he deserves it, but he has a lot of story to tell. I feel please yeah. alien, alien Prometheus three, whatever the fuck it's going to be called. I don't care. I just want to see David call it David. Didn't really Scott also say you wanted to do a, a David movie or something. Well, I think it, but from what I understand is like, it's always been about David. And then I guess like Fox was like, Hey, people were really upset. There was no alien in your movie. And he was like, fuck. So then he put <laughs> alien in it. But like at the core of that movie, it's all about David. Like the yeah. aliens, like an afterthought, which bugged me when I first said it, when I first saw it. And then when we had the review of it, I always was like, God damn, this movie isn't even about the alien. And then upon multiple views, because I watched both of these movies, because I don't know. I just, there's a reason I kept going back to them and I couldn't figure it out. You know, it's like, oh, I don't like, you know, Elizabeth Shaw's character very much. I mean, she's like one of the more likable characters, but like you're just Ebel's cool, but he's a throwaway character, you know? And I was like, what the fuck do I keep watching this movie for? Like, what am I looking for? And then right. it dawned on me. The pretty sets. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it looks really good, but I was like, it's David. Motherfucking David is the core of this movie. Like, just focus on this motherfucker. Like, I get it for the misdirection of the first one and then the second one, but this third one has to be a David movie. Just call it David. I'll watch it. That'd be cool. I'd back that. that David, the movie. Get on it. That'd be cool. Anyway. All right. Sorry. We'll, we can move on. <laughs> no problems. So... Worthwhile rant. Wait. Now we're at Stefan. Yeah. For number, number two, two pick. Yes. All right. Yeah. My number two pick is going to be drum roll, but a little <laughs> Darth Vader of the Star Wars franchise. Wow. 
Darth Vader is number just, two for you. Even the right, prequels, right. right? Well, the prequels are we hurt. Just talking Vader, are we prequels, talking Anakin. The prequels hurt. No, we're just talking Vader. We're not talking okay. Anakin. I want to set that straight. I have, you know, not yeah. The prequels hurts him a little bit. Made up for it in Clone Wars for sure. Um, but uh, you know, he's like the king dad, king daddy villain, probably of all time in the scope of things. You know, in terms of movies. Um, mm-hmm. most famous probably um, but yeah Vader from 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 everything in the original three to, uh, throughout his his little appearances in Rogue One and Rebels which was fucking awesome oh, yeah, um, because you got to see a lot of Anakin in Clone Wars but in Rebels you're seeing this other force this Vader like really starting to come into for like no emotion whatsoever just killing relentlessly because nothing else matters other than the cause of having total control um and then yeah rogue one you have that amazing slasher f- film moment when he's going through cutting yes. up all those yes. fucking uh rebel soldiers um but yeah vader you know vader all the way he would have been my number one but i my number one's going to be a little bit more of a personal uh closer to the heart pick um but vader is also very close so it was hard to put him at my number two because he was definitely my number one for pretty much all of yesterday um and you know the the ethos of Vader, it's still it resonates with me, and that's why I like Kylo Ren because you know he hasn't been so the best kind of villain, not nearly the same, even though they're kind of the same. Um, but it's it's why I like Kylo Ren is is Vader, and Vader just has so much in that shell of that robotic shell of what used to be a great once a great Jedi. There's just so much going on there, man, and 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 he's only evil because he's trying to be good, and it's fucked up. <laughs> Vader. I picked also my whole list based on you know this is a this is a subjective thing and not objective, right. and right. so that's why Ryan all of our I, bro. all of our lists are yeah exactly. <laughs> We're not like criterion over here. This is. I, I also pick the academy, dude. I pick these <laughs> like the ones that affected me most personally growing up. Right. Right. So yeah. Uh, but show. my number two pick is Jack it's Nicholson's awesome. Joker from Batman '89. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, what can I say? I mean, my first Batman movie. And I could quote most of the movie like Joey can and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you look good. I didn't ask. You know, he's not get nuts. <laughs> well, let's get nuts, <laughs> you know, or uh, whatever. Like, there's so many, so many quotes in the movie. And every dance with the devil in the pale moon. Yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that at the time, too, what had happened was they had given Tim Burton the reins to make a dark superhero film, which had never happened. Mm-hmm. And you can really tell that Tim Burton loves the monster, and mm-hmm. he's kind of did better with Joker than he did Batman. <laughs> looking yeah. back on it, uh, in a way, but uh, and I don't know. It's just like it's affected me. I saw it when I was a kid, and I watched it several times. It's one of the movies I've seen the most in my whole life, and uh, yeah, it's 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 just way up there, you know. Like I I consider making him number one. Uh, mm. So, Joey, your number two? Number two is going to be John Doe from Seven. Oh, yeah. dude, he was on my was list. Made... He got X'd. I had good X'd. pick, good pick, good yeah. pick. I put him down early on, too. Fucking the realest of the villains, if anything. Yeah. Right. That shit could happen yeah. to anybody, guys. 
I mean, this guy, a real joke mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. This guy just hates the world so much that he's basically like forgone his like who he is, you know, and just set set himself on a course of just like rendering the seven deadly sins upon people that he feels that need them, you know. Um, and he's, I mean, the guy's been at, we, we would only assume a year, but obviously it's been longer than that for him to plan everything. Um, and to just be this like nameless, nothing sort of villain who's done all these things and they can't do anything to him. Um, he gets the last laugh, you know, it was one of those movies where it's like, yo, did this movie, did, did the villain win in this movie? Like this was talked about, like he's got yeah. the upper hand. He's yeah. got the upper hand. That yeah. that's when it really like oh, that script yeah. goes cracker Jack. Yeah. Continue Joey. Sorry. <laughs> no, he, he's just a great villain, man. He, you know, yeah. it's, that's all I can say. I, th- I think, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Getting into the number one picks, everybody. Here it is. Rounding out the list. Start us off, uh, Maddie. All right. My number one um, is Harry Powell, played by Robert Mitchum from Night of the Hunter. Nice. Um, I love this fucking movie so much. Um, I've said it before. I need to watch it again. uh, I mean, he's a preacher who has love and hate tattooed on his knuckles. Mm -hmm. He fucking murders women. He basically gets this woman <laughs> within his grasp. He's going to marry her or like, they do get married and he kills her. And then he chases her two children for the entire rest of the movie to try to find some money that he learned about from their dad when they were in jail together. It's so good, man. And Robert Mitchum really is just good. like a fucking terrifying dude. Like I also went back and forth between the original Cape Fear because he's also the villain in yeah. that. He's also terrifying in oh, that. Yeah. But Night of the Hunter is just so fucking good, and it's just shot so well. And oh man, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's funny how you guys are like, we're not the Criterion or whatever. This movie is on Criterion. Watch it. It's great. <laughs> uh, Let me just bring that up. But I just I was for my list. I was trying to pick stuff that was like really memorable to me, and like he was like. I was just sitting there thinking and some of them came to me really quickly. And then I was like, man, like, Oh, let me go through my Kurosawa films. I've seen real quick. There's gotta be some good villains in there, you know? And then I was like, Oh shit, Robert Mitchum. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with me? That should have been number one immediately. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my list, nice. man. That's a good one. Fucking any nice. honorable mentions. Oh, wait, my honorable uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's no, do honorable mentions all together at the oh, end. Right, right. Okay. Just, okay. okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, sorry about that. But uh, Stefan, number one. My number one pick is from a, the film that I probably remember being the first film I ever watched. Not watched, but the first. This is the. Sorry, let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my number one pick is from a movie that I remember being one of the first movies that that I could like that I knew what was going on, you know, like plot wise and stuff like that. When I really started taking movies, one of the first movies I could remember being on probably is a better way to say it. <laughs> what am I fucking talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. My first pick. Okay. okay. All right, all right. My first pick is Leonard Smalls from raising Arizona. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Raising Arizona was one of the first movies I remember ever seeing is what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> and he's just like such a cool villain. Cause he's, he's, uh, you know, you have these like, these like bumbling main characters who are just trying to figure their shit out and 
have that have the kid but once he's on the trail of them all like everything uh you know like everything is just a chain reaction of events that are completely inevitable and you get that dream sequence where nick cage is is dreaming about him is like that's one of my most favorite scenes with the music swelling up and you see him come roaring over the fucking bump in the road with an explosion he like shoots a lizard and shit he's just like the way that nick cage is describing him in his dream and stuff like this just like this force that wants to destroy all good living things and stuff and then you finally hear him talk and he's just like a jive talking criminal you know you want to catch an outlaw you send an outlaw you want to catch a cop or you want to catch a donut send a cop or whatever (laughs) wow (laughs) um but he's such a good villain he's just unstoppable near the end too and nick cage is just like this little guy compared to him and uh he's throwing everything he has at him and then finally just out outwits him with the the grenade explosion and everything and then there's just that weird moment where they have like the same tattoo which is which is a really funny moment to me i think about it a lot um <laughs> they were kin in some type of way in some type of attitude like nick cage was trying to be this big bad outlaw but he was really faced with a big bad outlaw and just a really memorable villain and that's my number one i like it nice interesting pick man good goy all right so uh mine is heath ledger's joker man Yes. Yeah, I got two jokers at the top. I considered wow. changing that, but uh, I I can't. I mean, they're the ones that affected me the most. That's controversial. When I went to, when <laughs> I saw the Dark Knight for the first time in the theater, I it was like, I hadn't felt that way ever, probably in the theater, especially with the villain. You know, like it was like too good. I don't know what it was. It was like I almost had to like check myself. Like, why am I liking this killer so much? Uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was definitely different. And you know, again, you got a bunch of quotable lines, and uh, I don't know, man. People still quote him to this day, and just really fucking maniacal, and and just a lot of fun on screen. And I mean, the, the he got so into the role it basically killed him maybe i don't know like he got like really depressed after being in that role so yeah. uh yeah i mean there was just that, something about that performance and uh, it was just special it really was you know it sunk in for me when he's leaning out of the cop car when you're like this is an amazing to me even in the very beginning when you see him like do all the like little mannerisms like lick his lips and shit in yeah like i'm not crazy like whenever he yeah. says lines like that and yeah. i think the editing has a little bit to do with it but enough from the freak yeah like it, it, it's it's there's something to that and i remember jake cholak hated that he hated all the <laughs> he hated the mannerisms it was it was like just play it to the sky's blues just play it straight but I, to me i i loved it i would i thought that was the just the best thing the like dance. it just it added so much to it to me like he it's it's the joker he's gonna have like i could just see somebody that crazy having ticks like that yeah so so yeah that's it's my number one i don't oh, know if anything will ever replace it because it was just so special i think um and joey do you have number one i'm gonna say uh neil mccauley from heat nice, nice. Uh, also you know robert de niro uh Heat's one of my favorite movies um you know him and his gang like val kilmer and danny treo and um uh, uh, like on the other guy's name um you know they kind of have this like code you know they 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 pull their they pull their jobs and they go back to their families they have this like code that they you know they all they get back together 
when, you know, another job comes up um, and they're just really sort of meticulous about it. Um, and I really like that, you know, and I think that they were played really well. You know, you got to see a bit of story with Macaulay about sort of how he runs things. And of course, like he gets a, you know, he sort of falls in love and, you know, he sort of, uh, sort of, he almost got away at the end, but he's like, he had to, he had to finish this one guy. And so he sort of screws it all up, but um, he's probably my favorite villain being from one of my favorite movies of all time. Nice. So that rounds out everybody's list. Now we're going to go into honorable mentions. Uh, Go ahead, Matty. All right. I got one. I mean, I think everyone expects me to put the predator in there, but he's just too fucking cool. I don't really consider him the villain. He's your hero. He's my he's hero. The hero. In the movie. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, uh, my pick is Ed Harley, played by Lance Hendrickson from Pumpkinhead. Because nice. I love when someone's just so mad they become the villain, like so heartbroken. He's like, "This is a good idea. I'm going to summon this demon, to mm-hmm. kill these children, and kill my baby boy." Mm. And then it turns. Then like he kind of has to save the day at the same time because he's like, "You got to kill me because this is the only way you're going to kill Pumpkinhead." But I thought it was a good pick. I just, it's hard to squeeze in five, man, when you're getting down to like the stuff you really like. But yeah, it's tough. That would be my honorable mention. Fun though. Nice. And Stefan. My honorable mentions are going to be John Doe from Seven, as mentioned by Joey. Yeah. T Bird from The Crow. Nice. Um, who was also the bad guy in the Warriors? Warriors come out and play, but T Bird, he was great. Fire it up, fire up. That, that, mm-hmm. that little monologue he has when, uh, the crow is taping his head to the fucking mm-hmm. seat before he launches him. Yeah. yeah. That was, oh, awful goodness was love. I just love this dude in that movie. I hate the main villain in that movie. He's fucking, I like that actor, but I hate Top his villain. Dollar. I like the, uh, Top witch dollar, lady. Yeah. yeah. They're great villains. I almost in the movie, put but, her in mind. <laughs> T-Bird. I also wanted to say Obadiah Stane, otherwise mm. known as Ironmonger from Iron Man. There's just that scene when they're talking in front of the, the arc reactor, um and i forget the line but jeff bridges leans in and just has this really great performance as obadiah stain right then just his menacing intimidation stuff was just too good um uh jerry lundergaard from fargo i put him as oh shit that's 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 pretty cool yeah yeah even though he's not like the main like one of the some of the more like violent villains in the movie he kind of sets everything he does he sets everything he's a piece of shit though he's a piece of shit (laughs) has his wife killed and continues to run and just does terrible stuff but he's just it's in in true coen brothers fashion he like he's just that that catalyst that sets things off that's that's dumber than everything else that happens after it you know, uh, and then also I wanted to say my number five pick is Show Nuff from The Last Dragon. Hell yeah. yeah. Great film. Barry Gordy's martial arts flick. Kiss my converse. Kiss my converse. Who's the master? <laughs> yeah, he was great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Great movie. That's my honorable mentions. Alright, so mine here uh, these are personal lists, right? So I would got to say Jafar from Aladdin. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, whenever he turns into the evil genie in the end, fucked mm-hmm. me up for a very long oh, time. Imaginable <laughs> power. Damn, true confessions on Super. <laughs> it, it really did. Like, I was a kid. I saw it. He turns evil, and he's like, oh, the power, or some shit like that. And I fucking, like, it's, dude, the imagery stuck with me, man. Yeah. Um, 
infinite and then I'm, cosmic powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Power, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that scene. Oh my the god. The voice Fucking... got bigger, and even at the beginning, he's a great villain. Actually, he, he wasn't even that. Wasn't even that crazy, and up until that point for me, like and when he became, whenever he's becoming the evil genie, that yeah. there's something about that that really stuck with me. Probably because I was young, but but yeah, whatever. And then I'll just run through a little, kind of a long list real quick: Chong Lee from Bloodsport, the Xenomorph, nice. Darth Vader, Koba, John Doe, Godzilla, Shonuff, Anton Chigurh, and Johnny Lawrence from the Karate Kid. Yeah, nice. Anton Chigurh was almost gonna make my top list. Yeah. Ooh. Who is Anton Chigurh again? Uh, oh, no country. country. Friendo. Okay, yes. Do you feel lucky, Friendo? What does he say? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Hey, even though Friendo. It was really good. How much have you ever lost in the coin toss? So this is me and Maddie. This is our God of War review. Uh, I have... I beat the game. It's... Uh, yeah, I, I agree with all the reviews. It's really good. Um, it's uh, Corey Barlog was the director, I believe, of the second game for PlayStation Two. That was a good one. Um, and you know, he, and I think they was spent five years making this game, and you know they changed up a couple things. Now it's more Norse mythology than Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's you you have your son, so your son's with you basically the whole game. Uh, and you sort of like basically sort of you know kill a bunch of monsters and whatnot. And then you're having these like father son squabbles and and stuff, you know. Uh, but it's it's a really good game. If you're thinking about getting it, you should do it. If you played any of the other games, you should check this one out. Um, I played all of them except for Ascension which I, I was basically burnt out at that point. And Ascension yeah. was kind of like one of those games. It's not the next one. There's like a prequel. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I played like the demo and I played maybe five, 10 minutes of it. And I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm over God of War at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And it's this one I'm, I'm back in. Sweet. Uh, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, um, but I agree with everything Joey's basically said. I was like, man, they're making another God of War. Like, who cares? When I heard about it. And they're like, oh, Norse mythology. I was like, sweet. I can get down with that. That sounds cool. I wonder what they're going to do. Then I just kind of like, just didn't pay attention. And then they showed that like teaser. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. This looks pretty sweet. Um, And uh, as far as the other games go, I loved one and two. Halfway through three, I went, I already played this fucking game twice. I don't really care to finish three. I didn't think the story was that good. Um, It's just more of the same stuff. And I also got stuck, and I was just like, fuck this. I don't want to play this anymore. But now I kind of want to go back and play it, though, just because uh, it's rekindled the uh, God of War. Because uh, I love the first one. I was like, yes, let's play this. I don't, I've never really liked the design of Kratos. Yeah, me either. And the, th- for the, the trilogy, um, I'm assuming it looks the same in Ascension. I think I just remember seeing cover art and maybe watching a trailer. But it was kind of, it's kind of like Joey's like, man, whatever. I've played like th- like you've played three games at that point. I played like two and a half and was like, meh, I don't care. I played yeah. the ones on PSP too. Yo, so, dang, you played, <laughs> dang, you played so many God of War games. <laughs> um, but I do think Kratos looks a lot cooler in this. I just don't like that red stripe. I'm just like, just it's not design wise for me. I just don't like it. Uh, I do like that uh, the new God of War. I felt like you had to like relearn how to play as Kratos in the new game. 
which was cool because you didn't have the chains of chaos. Um, you just have this axe, this badass axe that you can call back, which is kind of like Thor's hammer, which is pretty sweet. Um, since you are, which I thought was kind of cool and maybe a little nod to like maybe uh, the Marvel movies or something. Yeah, like, it, and you can bring it right back to you. Like yeah. Um, Mjolnir. Yeah. 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 And uh, I like that. I love the father son relationship in it. I definitely think it's what like God of War needed because it's like just to play as Kratos because he's just like this killing machine. But like there are moments in this game where there's some stuff that happens that you're just like, holy fuck, what if this happens in the game? You know, like I don't want to see his son die. I don't want to see that. And uh, you kind of just like along with Kratos, there's these moments in it where you can tell he like wants to hug his son or like touch him, but he's like, no, he's got to be a man. But you also want to hug his son at those moments. You're like, come on, Kratos, just give him a little baby hug. Just yeah. a little one. Come yeah. on, just touch him on. Sure, it's okay, Kratos. Yeah, and uh, I, I just found myself emotionally evolved, which in the other God of Wars, I never really was. I mean, it's kind of like a revenge story from for them, and you're just like killing gods, and it's like, it's dope, but there's a lot more heart to this game, which I never yeah. thought I would say about a God of War game, ever. Because the other um, games, he's just like, he's just super pissed off all the time yeah you know and, and i mean he's still the same pissed off kratos yeah but he's little like he's age is getting to him he may cry a little more in this one um <laughs> but um yeah the world's great uh i love norse mythology i think it's super fucking interesting um the, it's so cool there's a lot I, the other thing i like too is like i was complaining a little bit earlier in the podcast about having too much to do mm-hmm. but the side missions don't seem too big in this like they're easily attainable they're not yes. super hard you know, where like when you get to like a boss, it's like, oh shit, this is okay. Here's the difficulty level. You know, I mean, the first Valkyrie I tried to fight was fucking tough as fuck. Oh but, yeah. Um, uh, so that's cool. But it, um, I read a review where it's like you kind of want to do the side missions because you're getting more time with the sun. Mm-hmm. You're getting more story, and like you do pick up uh, a god's head at some point, and they'll tell tales of Asgard and uh, you know just other going ons in Norse mythology. So you're getting like a fucking you know, it's like you're taking a college class. Yeah, yeah, you're taking a college course in a video game while you're rowing around this lake. And sometimes I find myself just row- rowing around the lake just to finish, finish the story. Yeah, because um, since if you get up on land, he's like, okay, we'll finish it later. And they do, yeah, which is great. But then you're yeah. like, no, I want to finish it. Yeah, finish and it I, I think all these little moments are great. And I don't, I mean, I don't really have any complaints yet. I haven't finished it, so maybe once uh once i finish it i will um but yeah man i think it's solid i think it deserves a score uh it's beautiful to look at um Mm -hmm. there's creatures in it which i'm totally down for (laughs) um yeah i think my favorite level is the one where the giant died i thought that level was really cool um yeah uh, breath um yeah um yeah man i don't know do you have a favorite level um my favorite uh i oof. let's see i'm trying to think of all the areas since i yeah, no, no spoilers for this gag yeah um okay. that's a really cool concept yeah the, the giant um i think that's really that's really cool um man um i don't know i, I, I mean i feel like the whole game is, is like one one big level it's like hard to yeah really like say um yeah i guess that would probably be it like the coolest like level you could do is like (laughs) running around you know in and out of a giant so Um, oh 
I wanted to ask, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, because I'm at this point, spoilers, do you prefer the axe or the chains of chaos? Because you do get them back. I'm going to go I, axe, man. I think it's more fun. <laughs> the axe is rad. But yeah. like, I now I've kind of gotten to the point where I feel like my flame ability is higher than my frost. Yeah. So I use my I use my chain abilities because I feel like they just it hits harder. Like you hear that whipping yeah. sound and you're just like, yes. You know. Um, yeah. um but the axe is rad too. Like, don't get me wrong, like it's you know, you play most of the game with that thing, so you're yeah. gonna know that axe back and forth. Um, and there's so many different like moves you can you can purchase or upgrade and use. Um Oh yeah, I want to, the upgrade system. I think is great, and I feel like I can I tell really a difference it. when you upgrade. And one thing I really like about upgrading in video games is like when you can tell you've upgraded, or like you put on a new suit of armor, or your axe mm -hmm. gets messed with by the um, troll dudes or dwarves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I feel like I don't remember what my axe looked like. I don't remember it looking that cool though, as cool as it looks right now in the game. But uh, I really like when games just take that little attention to detail to like make stuff look cooler than when you start off with it. Mm -hmm. But I will say too, when I got the blades back, I was like, hello, my old friends. Yeah, let's get into this. Um, so it was fun to have him back. And it's like a nostalgia feel and it comes at the right time too, you know? Yeah. Like when you have to go get them, it's like, when, as soon as they start talking, it's like, I've got something that can kill. And I was like, oh, shit, the fucking, we're getting the blade. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I was super psyched when those showed up. Yeah, I remember, I remember, like, just kind of going back. Um, you had gotten the first game back at when we were on Duffy Street. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked at it. I was like, nah, I'm good. I think he looks stupid. I wasn't, like, big into sort of Greek mythology at that point. And I was just not into it. And, you know, it's sort of like him, like all the, when he would kill somebody, all the souls would, be, would collect to him. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is too much like Onimusha. They're copying it, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, not into it. But I think once I got to LA, I like, I started to get them. And because I started to get more into sort of Greek mythology, I was like, oh, wait, you can like, there's maybe Zeus and Athena and like other people in this game. And like, you know, and so I started playing them all. Um, and got pretty into it. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of like my sort of intro to, to God of War. But this game, it's, it's, it's a good game. I know we kind of had some minor spoilers here, nothing crazy. But uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the Blades of Chaos is, a, is pretty awesome reveal yeah. in this game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, like, don't listen to this review. Like, uh, if you're, yeah, we'll, we'll tell Andrew there's, there's some spoilers, but, uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, you will definitely do a bigger review once I've finished it uh, about overarching story and like final battles and shit and what happens. Joey knows, and I know he wants to talk about it and I'm just being a lame gamer and not playing it fast enough, but uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're getting, you're getting close. Like you could easily do some story beats and knock it out pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm going to try to but have it course, done. And, and and like once the game ends, you can still continue to play, if you know if you're. But yeah, it's totally uh, totally up to you. Like I went and fought. I think there's two more Valkyries I need to kill uh, yeah. before I go to the final one. Um, Sweet. But they but they're in uh, some areas that I can't really get to just yet. Cool. Yeah, I, I just finished some side quest stuff. 
yeah, I just really want to take one down. So I was trying to figure out where I was before that, um, right before I stopped playing my last play. Dude, dude I mean, you got it. Like, th- there was one I fought that was like real easy. And yeah. then I was like, oh shit, I'm like super strong now. And then I went to another one and she just, she beat the shit out of me like a yeah. ton of times. I was like, all right, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming back. But yeah, I mean, there's just, oh man, yeah, uh, there's just so much to do. And sometimes when, I think for me, when I finish a game, I'm like, that's done. And then it's hard for me sometimes to get back into games and play. So I try to just to do as much as I can throughout right. the first playthrough. Same. But I think I just want to finish this game just so we can give like Super House podcast listeners like a review of the story, like beats. And then maybe like once I finish more, we can like run back through it one more time. I think Stefan's yeah. thinking about getting it. So I'm sure he'll want to talk about it. Yeah. And honestly, it's going to be one of those games that'll go on my like greatest games of all time, probably. Right I mean, on. unless they just like fucking <laughs> screw up the ending or whatever. But uh, I've had a great time playing it. It's been a lot of fucking fun. Um, what do you, how many ravens have you, have you killed? Um, oh, Odin's ravens. Mm-hmm. I got the first part of the. Cause there's three tiers or whatever. Yeah. I got the first one done. And honestly, I've, I've, when I first started, I was like, cool, I'll try to get that. I'll try to see how many of those I can get. And then like the story just took over and I didn't really care about looking every time I went into a new area yeah. for them. So that's something I want to try to do. How far are you with that? I think I'm at 45 out of 51. There's one I couldn't get. I was like, holy fuck, I'm throwing, I've been throwing this axe for almost like five <laughs> minutes. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. It was the same way with the Red Dead we were talking about earlier. I just do stupid shit. I wasn't even high when I was doing that. Might have been drunk. That makes more sense. <laughs> you know, there's, there's definitely some that are like, they're flying around. You're like trying to get it just right, the right yeah. angle. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten some of those. have been pretty annoying. But there's just one that's just like so far out of reach. And I assume like I had to progress in the level a little more. Mm-hmm. to get it so i'm definitely gonna i mean yeah there's so much to do that i mean i'm sure i'll be swim fucking pedaling around that lake finding all kinds of new shit so what do you think about the dwarves the brothers you know it, they don't bug me but i don't at the same time i mean maybe they have a better story arc than what they have what i've seen so far i did like the moment right um after you kill, when you go there to get the dude's heart to save your son, mm-hmm. when he kind of just peeks out, he's like, hey, man, let me see that. And like fixes your axe real quick. I was like, that's kind of cool. I like that. I don't always have to go back to like to see one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think they're they're not terrible. <laughs> I, I kind of like them. I, you know, yeah. you got the one sort of rough one and the one that's like very squeamish. And he's yeah. kind of like he's got weird little animations to him. The squeamish yeah. one um I, I like him a lot i like when he like he like looks at your actions like I, he's like he tries to fight kratos like he brings his fists up he's yeah like backing up like cowering but also like i'm not scared you know yeah i thought i thought, I thought it was good i like those guys yeah I, I think we'll save the uh, best battles uh for once i finish it because i don't want to ruin i don't want to i don't want you to say anything yeah but i really did enjoy that dragon fight I was like, I was like on the edge of my bed, just playing it. I was like, "Holy fuck, you guys sit up for this! You're fighting a fucking dragon." <laughs> in the cave? Yeah, the one where it's yeah, the one where your son tries to help out. It's like yeah, it starts off in the cave. Yeah, 
and then you're like then you move to outside and it's like mm -hmm. I don't know, there's like three different yeah I, I just thought it was a fun battle but it wasn't hard it was just fun yeah and like I, that's the one thing i love about god of war is like when you bring something down it's satisfying yeah, oh yeah like it, you feel badass even though you're not pushing any more buttons but you're like i did that i did the heavy lifting mm -hmm. so let me watch and enjoy how you actually finish them off um but yeah i was i always love that about the other god of war games how it's like you know just some button mashing basically or just like commands mm -hmm. um to like take down these giant dudes which you know sometimes it's sometimes that can get annoying in games but i think it really the god of war is just like they know how to do it where it feels like when one that when you finally bring them down you're just like yes yeah they make it look good that's satisfying okay on to the next one i'm ready to fight the mm -hmm. next god or next beast or whatever I'd say the yeah. only thing that like when you fight the trolls or yeah, I guess that's what they are with the uh, big pieces of wood or stone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish they would kill them different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was cool the first two times, but you fight a lot of those dudes. So like, I feel like they should have changed that up a little bit, but that's like a minor complaint. I mean, whatever. It still is cool. You crush their head with their own weapon, but you know, I wish you could like maybe change the command. Like if you hit R2 instead of R1 or something, gave you a different kill. Yeah. But never. <laughs> cool. Those are my thoughts on God of War. Yeah, man. I give it, I definitely give it a 10 out of 10 after beating it for sure. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I definitely got to get to the end, but right now I don't, I mean, unless it's just like someone else took over with the direction and then someone couldn't, didn't know how to write a, story i feel like i'm in good hands for the ending so <laughs> i'm not super worried about it yeah but, well cool yeah. well that's our god of war review for playstation 4 sweet go get it pick it up tell us what you think all right everybody that was episode 125 of the superhouse podcast and we'd like to thank you for listening once again and also we'd like to thank shasta and uh, for her Patreon, we'd like to thank Shasta for her Patreon contribution. And that's basically it. This is Andrew signing off. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> that's the coolest thing <laughs> wait we're on the internet that's pretty good <laughs> if you and we can make money <laughs> what <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars you get full frontal nudes we haven't set that up but it's a possibility if you give us a grant who knows what will happen check us out <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a for a $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 